you're listening to Radio Maria. This is Credo. We have joining us today Father Stefan Park, who is an Augustinian from Clare Priory. And he's going to be talking to us about the bestseller by C.S. Lewis. I think it's number seven or something on the top 100 bestsellers list, The Abolition of Man. This is going to be a fantastic talk. Father Stefan, hello. Thank you for being with us this evening. Good evening. My pleasure. Yes. Um, I'm I'm a bit um, nervous about this, actually, because it's such a a fantastic book. It's it's such a well-put-together book, and I'm just taking little bits and pieces out of it and and hoping I'm not making a dog's breakfast of it, you know, so, um, but it's it's a wonderful book. It's it's C.S. Lewis's looking at the the what he would call the, the natural law, the law of nature that we see around about us and arguing for its existence that it's not just a, a construct, not just human construct, but it's actually there and and um, he, he makes the argument for that. And it is very apt for these days that we find ourselves in, you know, where there's a, a, just a, a huge denial that there's any such thing. Um, and we, we can see all around us the consequences of, of that denial, which I'll be coming to. So that's really the um, very short summary of of what we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, shall I plunge in? Is I, that... Yeah, please do, because I really want to get my teeth sunk into this. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if there's bits that you don't understand, which is quite possible given the way I'm putting it together uh, just feel free to jump in there and say I don't get that at all please explain I will <laughs> but, yeah yes uh, all so, our callers as well if anyone has a question you can call yeah, yeah. in <laughs> so his starting point yes Lewis starting point uh, is a book they picked up on English literature and on English criticism and he uh, he looks at he looks at the book and he he seriously criticizes the authors of this book, which is um, it's targeted at uh, young um, young people, teenagers uh, who are studying English. And essentially, he starts off, he, he, the, the book talks about uh, someone looking at a waterfall and saying, what a beautiful waterfall. And the authors of this book comment that that statement, what a beautiful waterfall, is saying something about the, the, the people who are saying that, making that statement, but it's not saying anything about the waterfall. Waterfall is whatever it is. The, the beauty of it, or otherwise, is in the eye of the beholder, in other words. And C.S. Lewis takes issue with that. Uh, and he, um, he would argue that there are things in the universe that... Uh, one can say are beautiful, and there are things that one can say are not beautiful, and it's it's not just a subjective uh, judgment, but actually things are truly beautiful or not, things are truly um, moral or not, things are truly uh, good or truly bad, uh, and that is not just simply a matter of speech, but actually in reality that's the way it is, and so he argues he argues for that um, that case, and he. He quotes a lot of different um, historical precedents for that. 
talks about St. Augustine, who talks about ordo amoris, which means ordinate love. It's appropriate love for, for uh, things. And we know ourselves that um, th there appears to be an appropriate way that we can love things and an inappropriate way. We, we have different kinds of love for different kinds of things. I mean, I, I, love, I love to drink a glass of wine, but that love is not the same as the love I have for a person or the, the love I have for uh, music or the love I have for um, the, the beautiful scenery that we find ourselves in. Um, they, these are all different kinds of love. Um, the, the love I have for animals, which I, I, I very much so. Uh, so we have, we have different kinds of love and that love can be appropriate or not. It's the, the, the love can be, um, for, for instance, if we love our jobs more than, for instance, we love our families, then there's something up with that. Um, we know that people who are living by themselves and have pets, animals, dogs, cats, whatever, and they, have, they can have such a great love for them. But it's unfortunate if, if that love is is even greater than their love for any human being. I I I, I don't uh, criticize them for it because uh, I, I can see that um, the the love of one's animals that we live with uh, is a fantastic thing and a beautiful thing. Uh, but there's also higher loves. And when Jesus was, uh, and not everyone, of course, is Christian, and I'm not assuming that. But when Jesus was asked, uh, "What's the highest law that we have?" And he says, love God with all your heart and mind and soul and love your neighbour as yourself. And that's how he put it. And so he put an order to love. He says that love God is the first and then the love of the neighbour comes next. And one of the interesting things about love is that one love doesn't push out another love. It, it colours it. Other loves colour the other loves. You know, they, they, they give each love a, a flavour of another. And, and so we can have many loves and they don't have to, um, they, 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 they don't have to interfere with, with each other. Sometimes we have to, uh, th there's conflicts in terms of the time we spend, but you know, one love can actually enrich other loves. So that's St. Augustine's Ordo Amoris. Aristotle, he talked about the aim of education is to make pupils love what they ought to love and not love what they ought not to love. You know, he, he, he's talking about um, that, you know, we, we don't start off knowing exactly the true loves. And we see that with our children, actually. We see that, that you have to educate them into knowing what's, what's good for them and what's not good. Um, I don't like eating peas. Well, just eat them anyway. <laughs> um, and... Uh, we, we educate our children as, as to what's, what's good and what is not. Uh, that, that's that's part of uh, education. Um, and and but the the uh, thing behind that, the supposition behind that is that there are some things that we ought to love, and some things that we ought not to love. You know, there's that supposition behind it. Um, Plato talked about educating. Um, education based on music and poetic education. He, he was looking at the beauty of creation and he felt that, you know, we should be taught to appreciate that beauty. 
Um, if we go to uh, Hinduism, uh, and they they talk about the rita, the path, the pattern of nature, the the way nature is put together, and uh, the the way we should conform ourselves to that pattern. We don't make it up. We conform ourselves. The Chinese talk about the Tao, the road, uh, the way, the way that things are structured. And again, we should conform ourselves to that. And and of course, we have the Jewish law, which as Christians we also recognize as, as coming from God. And that uh, contains 613 precepts. Uh, and about how one should uh, lead one's life. Uh, and it's it's an acknowledgement. All of these uh, um, laws, if you like, are acknowledgement that there's something outside of us which um, that determines how we should, we ought to behave. And uh, w one aspect of that is that, in fact, we we do have something inside of us that tells us we ought to be good. For instance, and it's not just conditioned in us. Uh, we know from an early age we see if if we do something that that uh, a child thinks is unfair, you'll be challenged. Little child, uh, three years old, and they'll say, "But that's not fair." You know, where did they get the idea that that, that 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 life is fair or unfair? But they they have that idea that imprinted in them that, that that actually there is something about fairness or unfairness and that we should con we should live our lives in a way that, it, that is fair and they would challenge us to that so we we have that w within us and um the the classical education of uh, children would be to um to to let them uh, understand and see these these patterns in our nature and to love what is appropriate to love and and to um and to train them in that love because it doesn't necessarily come uh, uh, automatically and and we'll see uh, if if you know children will fight fight with each other and and you've got to teach them that's not right don't do that uh and and so on so it there's a training involved in in an education which which helps us as we grow up to appreciate beauty and goodness and truth uh, and, and, and to try and live our lives according to that. So I'm wondering if that would be a decent place to maybe just stop for a moment and have, have a piece of music. Yeah, the um, actually the first song that I was going to play is um, it's by a, a, a group called For King and Country. It's a mm. little bit of a upbeat one for this time of the evening but i hope um everyone enjoys it it's it's called joy so i'd like maybe everyone can listen to the to the words to the lyrics to this or, or look them up um yeah joy for king and country i love this song thank you and i'll tell I'm you why <laughs> Watching the nightly news Don't seem to find the rhythm Just wanna sing the blues Feels like a song that never Stops Feels like it's never gonna Gotta get that fire fire Back in my bones Before my heart Heart turns into stone So when somebody please Pass the megaphone I'll shout it on the Pretty nice. 
joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. They can't take our joy away from us. We can, we know where our hope and our joy comes from. It doesn't come from certain places. <laughs> it comes from God. So Father Stefan is here talking about the abolition of man. And um, yeah, off you go. Okay. Please carry on. <laughs> no, we, we finished at the last part about talking about um the requirement for training for for young people to be brought up in, in, in with some sort of in appreciation of truth and goodness and beauty and all that uh and I, i'm very much aware of having um dealt closely with, with young people the damage that's done when someone is not has not been given that training and is is unable what they find is that they, they can't control the, themselves. They can't do what's, what is needing to be done. Um, think, thinking of just normal um, household things about keeping yourself clean and so on. Uh, and um, I, I've, I've read that in some uh, parts, depressed parts of, of Britain, where the, there's pools of unemployment, and, and in some families, there haven't been anyone employed for, say, three or four generations. Uh, I think the poor people who are in that that condition, they they won't have experienced um, the discipline that, that work requires of one. And if they, they, they go into a job, they, they, they would find that um, after a couple of days, it's, it's just too hard. Whereas if you've been trained up in that way, uh, as well, I was from young age. You know, there was an expectation that as soon as you can, you you get out and earn your living and 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 continue to do that. Uh, and that's just what I did. Um, but I can imagine if if I if I hadn't had that opportunity as a young person, then I'd have struggled when I got older to 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 have the the, the discipline because it's not it's not just a matter of an intellectual appreciation of what needs to be done, but it's, it somehow has to be built into us. Same way, uh, um, I, I, I play piano and guitar very poorly, uh, but um, I, I've read books on the technique, and but you can't, it doesn't get you anywhere. You, you, you know what you should be doing, but your fingers aren't doing, uh, doing that because you need to be trained 
you need to practice and practice and then after a long period of practice you're able to uh, to play what you'd like to do but you, you can't do it just because a book tells you or look at a, a video i mean i've seen many videos of fantastic guitarists doing their bit and and you, with the videos today you can actually see what they're doing but try and imitate that well maybe after after years of practice i'd be able to but um so the the training in in living is is so important to do and here we come to the the part where c.s lewis talks about men without chests and he's talking about that there, there needs to be a connection between our minds between what we know we ought to be doing and between our unruly desires put it that way our basic desires and and he calls that the chest the human heart is what connects the mind with those desires and that uh, chest that that human heart needs to be trained it needs to be uh, um helped to 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 um to to learn how to have the the proper um sentiments um that so they can control the other desires that are unruly because feelings as we know uh, go up and down and they're not rational they just happen uh, and we, we may feel sad and we not, may not know even why we're feeling sad uh, we may feel joyous and again similarly we may not know why we're feeling joyous uh, the, the, our, our joy or our sadness uh, comes and goes um, and uh, the the, the issue for us is to be able to control that and do the right thing regardless of it um, so um, he goes on to uh, talk about the various um, if we reject that there is an external law which C.S. Lewis lumps all of these laws that we talked about earlier uh, he, he, he lumps them all into something he calls the Tao uh, so, so that the um, the various ways in which the universe is seen to be structured um, are lumped into this thing he calls the Tao. And he says, it's our job to conform ourselves to that, that law of the universe, which tells us to, to be good, to try our best, to, to be positive, to uh, speak the truth, to do no harm to others, that sort of thing. And um, it, he, he says, but perhaps someone would say, well, that's just made up stuff. That's that's the, the, there's no such law as such. Uh, we 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 can just choose to do what we wish to do, what we think is is the best thing uh, for us. Maybe if we're altruistic for our society, and um, we don't have to acknowledge any kind of external law about that. But actually, uh, when they start to try and do that, what happens is that they they they'll, they'll pick out bits of the law, this law that uh, C.S. Lewis is, is proposing, uh, and they'll apply it to their own circumstances. And it's, it's essentially they'll take the bits, and there's a contradiction there because ha having abolished the law, which is effectively what they've done, they've created their own law because they're, they're implicitly saying that some ways are better than other ways. And, uh, and we know that some civilizations are better than other civilizations, um, we, we would say that uh, what the Nazis tried to achieve with, with, with their goal it was not 
a, a good thing to do. Most of us would say that's not a good thing to do. And there are, uh, um, th there are better ways of uh, organising society. Uh, so w we agree that there is better ways or not, so, not such good ways. Uh, and, and by implication, we, we're saying there's an, there's an external standard. You know, that one, uh, because uh, unless there is, then we can't compare. And uh, so he he um, examines the, the different um, ways in which we can try and construct uh, values. One of the one of the values can be simply uh, let's put my uh, the things are, that are important to me. Let's put them in some sort of order, and and the most important that's the thing I should for then and then down the line. Um, Again, that becomes it becomes quite arbitrary, and um, you you end up having to um, having to rely on a standard which is outside of us. It's back to little kids saying it's not fair. Well, who says what's fair? You know, who says what's fair to you uh, or fair to me? So um, we 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 fall back on the the Tao as he he calls it. Um, and um, the, 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 there's the, the, there's no way around that apart because whichever way we go, we end up with a set of rules which we are saying are better to live our lives by by than other rules, and and so um, uh, we we're back to uh, acknowledging that there seems to be a structure uh, in the universe which is good to live our lives by, but we disagree about whether that's um, external to us or whether we can construct it uh, without help from other sources. Um, I, I don't know if we could stop for a bit of music here uh, while we're... Yeah, we can, we can stop for another new music break. What I will do is um, just tell our listeners that the lines are open. If anyone has a... a comment or a question on this book have you read the book uh I, I have to say i started reading it um but haven't finished it but i have done a bit of research it's like well like i said it's one of the top it's number seven i think in the top best-selling books of all time or something like that so it's definitely one that needs to be read and talked about so if anyone has read it please do call in with your comments or your questions the number is 01223 the next song i've chosen is again sorry um it's one of my favorite bands it's by for king and country and this song is called oh god forgive us and um i well, again, listen to the lyrics and see if, if any of these touch your heart as well at the moment. So please do enjoy this next music break. We're praying the prayer with no reply Words float off into the night couldn't cut our time with the sharpest knife Oh, 
won't God forgive us Silence isn't comfortable Won't drive through peace and instant hope A shallow faith that has left us broke Oh, oh, God forgive us Oh, oh, God forgive us to our uncertainty help us with our unbelief oh oh god forgive us young and old black and white rich and poor there's no divide you're the mighty you're the powerless singing oh oh god forgive us ignored you so busy doing your work that we forgot that this was for you arms wide to our homeless savior but arms crossed to our homeless neighbor on bended knee unite us all set us free few lyrics in that there are a few lines in that song that are um that touch on a little bit on on this book it's like what happens to us when when we just forgive us for the times when we just think we can do everything by ourselves look what happens we you know we do away with god and this universe these universal rules these traditional morals that he you know he's talking about in his book um Anyway, it's a nice song. Yes. <laughs> no harm in humbling ourselves sometimes. Anyway, Father Stefan is with us for Credo talking about C.S. Lewis's best-selling book, The Abolition of Man. Father yeah. Stefan, please continue. Yeah. Uh, just a quick reminder that the lines are open if there's any callers who would like to share something with Father mm-hmm. Stefan. Sorry, I'm jumping in here. Um, he, he goes on to, to talk about uh, what will happen if we reject values altogether. What if we, we just say that there is no value system out there. I can construct my own value system and, and, and according to what I think is, is useful for me and, and brings me satisfaction. And um, I, I know about that personally. That's what I did for many years. Uh, didn't work out so so well, but oh, that's another story. Uh, and um, 
I, I would imagine many w w would go down that route of uh, saying, well, the, the church and different authorities will tell you this or that. But I just want to follow my own way and, and, and find where that takes me. Uh, and, and I think that's, that, that's an experience that many will go through, as I said, I, and that something that happened to me. So C.S. Lewis uh, said, well, what happens when we, when we do that? Uh, what, where does that take us? Um, and uh, it, it, it takes us to a place where we're in charge. We, we, we determine our own view of reality. And we, we see how it is, it's, it's getting almost bizarre. I mean, I was reading somewhere that, um, for instance, normal logic, where I might say one plus one equals two. Uh, you can't, I was going to say you can't actually prove that. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, I, I, I was thumbing through um, a, 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 a philosopher's, mathematical philosopher's book, Bertrand Russell, and round about page 150, something like that, I came across a statement, and therefore one plus one equals two. I thought, my goodness, he's, he's taking 150 pages to prove that one and one. Uh, and and um, so perhaps you can prove it, but actually the fundamentals, the fundamental uh, principles that we base our lives lives on, so it's the principle of non-contradiction, a uh, thing can't be and not be at the same time. Uh, they, we either accept that or there's no proof for it. You know, we either accept it or just, well, go our own mad way. Um, and uh, so having rejected value altogether, what do we do? Well, um, we, we can say, well, we, we can conquer nature. We can conquer nature. We, we, our science and medicine have advanced and... and uh, uh, Little by little, we we don't need other external things. We can we can get there, but actually, um, one of the observations that C.S. Lewis makes is that uh, our power over nature is really the power of some people over others using nature as an instrument to wield that power. And he uh, C.S. Lewis gives us uh, three examples in in, the, in, in science: radios, airplanes, and contraceptives. Uh, and talks about how th th these are fantastic devices, but um, it, it's essentially um, they are they give power of some people over others. Uh, first of all, you have to pay for them. They, they don't they don't they don't come for free. If you don't have the money, then you don't you don't get the the the, the use of the technology. Um, it also um, can be that. Uh, these things can be withheld by some people over other people. So those who sell uh, and allow the sale uh, are um, then got power over those who are buying and uh, who would like to have the advantage of having them. Um, so uh, the, 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 and also they can be used against you. you know, so that uh, we have airplanes which are great for transport, but they can also drop bombs on you. Um, radios, beautiful for, as, as how can I not say a radio is beautiful as I'm speaking through it, uh, but it can also be used for propaganda purposes. Uh, and um, contraceptives, of course, that, that is a, 
um, that's an interesting one because they're they're also impacting on the future generations or lack of, and this is our power to uh, to not to bring into being as uh, someone in the future generations. Um, so uh, man's power over nature is 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 uh, is problematic because it it, it it means that some men's power over other men's power over other other human beings um and also the power of earlier generations over later ones um and uh, we we come to a point where um now this is this is actually quite scary uh, C.S. Lewis talks about, uh, let's suppose in a hundred centuries from now uh, that uh, th th we have a dominant uh, species uh, who uh, can exercise supreme power uh, over uh, human nature and, uh, and you have a small number of people who are, who are in charge of this uh, and um, th they are very powerful. And they can have a uh, technology on their side, uh, and um, they 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 have rejected every uh, form of external um, value system. They create their own value system, um, and they condition others to follow their value system. Um, and the scary thing is, he had no idea of this, but. We're not a thousand generations away. We're we're here now. We're here where where we have a very small group of uh, people who are able to condition the the vast majority of humanity to follow uh, their ways. And we we see it happening. We've seen it happening in the last two or three years, but with the um, the, the fear propaganda, which is. Um, really made people fear their lives in an inappropriate way, in a, in a way that should not should never have happened, so that they could be forced down uh, certain medical routes. Um, and that, that that's, yeah, uh, that is something we, we, we could never anticipate. I often thought, uh, thinking about the Hitler times, where Hitler uh, subverted the German people to a particular way of thinking. I thought, how did he manage that? How did he manage that so quickly? But I don't ask that question anymore because I've seen how our society has been subverted in a particular way of thinking uh, by uh, psychologists who, who have pushed fear into the people. And, uh, and as a result, uh, they've uh, given away their freedoms uh, for, uh, for, because of this fear. Um, so the, um, the, the, what has happened as a result of uh, this is that you, uh, we have an omnicompetent state, an irresistible scientific technique being un, uh, um, conditioning humanity down a particular route. They are not uh, of, uh, the, the, there's no uh, traditional law behind it. There's no thinking of 
uh, of how the universe is, is put together. They, they are creating the universe in, in an image that they have um, designed. Um, in the older systems, uh, the, the, the kind of man the teachers wished to produce and their motives for producing them were prescribed by the, the Tao, by the, the structure of the universe. The norm to which teachers themselves were subject and to which they claimed no liberty to depart. So teachers were not creating new, um, a new way forward. They, they were instructing people how to live according to the way the universe was structured or as they saw that. They handed on what they had received. They initiated the young person into the mystery of, of humanity. Um, it was like old birds teaching young birds to fly. But now that, that changes. Values are now mere natural phenomena. It's, values can be uh, produced as part of conditioning. Um, uh, whatever Tao there is will be the product, not the motive of education. The conditioners have been emancipated from all that. There is only one part of nature which they have. It is. It is one one more part of nature which they have conquered. The ultimate springs of human action are no longer for them something given. Um, it is the function of the conditioners to control, not to obey them. They know how to produce conscience and to decide what kind of conscience they will produce. They themselves are outside, above, um, and uh, I think we're there. I think we're there. I think we, we the um, you know, people like the World Economic Forum, they're saying what they want to do. Say so you, you, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. That's where they, that's their aim. The, 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 through use of computer systems and so on, and control systems, they, 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 they will manipulate the whole human race into a particular way that they think is good. But actually, it's, it's good on their own terms. Um, and um, th there's a loss of, th there's a loss of humanity in that. You know, the loss of, um, C.S. Lewis uh, talks about this, he says, these conditioners are not bad men. They're not true men at all. Why should I suppose they be such bad men? I'm not supposing them to be bad men. Rather, they are not men in the old sense at all. They are, if you like, men who have sacrificed their own share in traditional humanity in order to devote themselves to the task of deciding what humanity should their henceforth meal mean. Good and bad apply to them are words without content, for it is from them that the content of these words is, is to be derived. They choose what they think the rest of us want. Food, drink, sex, entertainment, art, science, long life. But who is to say that the rest of us want these things? And even if, even if we did, why should we dutifully make these things available to ourselves and to our posterity? What duty compels us to such action? Preservation of the species? They can find no ground to stand on or, or else beg the question on the Tao itself. It is not that they are bad men. They are not men at all. Stepping outside the Tao, they have stepped into the void. Nor are their subjects, the conditioned ones, necessarily unhappy. They are not men at all. They are artefacts. Man's final conquest has proved to be the abolition of man. Um, and he finally gives some points about the, the basis of morality. My point for those who stand outside all judgments of value eh, cannot have any ground for preferring one of their own pulses to another 
except for the emo emotional strength of that impulse. In other words, their, their actions are based on how they feel, how their emotional uh, strength, their extreme rationalism, seeing through all rational motives, leaves them creatures of wholly irrational behaviour. If you will not obey the Tao or else commit suicide, obedience to impulse and therefore in the long run to mere nature is the only course uh, open to one. Um, and so we, we end up uh, in, in, in a slavery to our own feelings. We end up um, controlled by our own feelings and uh, and and also um, controlled by others who are on top. You know, so we 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 find that, uh, that there's a dehumanization really, uh, and w w which goes on. And th there is a th th there's a a paradox here where. In the 60s, we had the, the sexual revolution, and basically people were saying, uh, why should we be constrained on how we actually um, live our lives? You know, wh why should there be any rules ex except for ones that we apply for ourselves? Um, and so they lived out that. Many people went and lived out that way of uh, living, of of going by the feeling, uh, and um, but what happens after that is that they're enslaved by that feeling. They they, they find that they, they 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 need to act in a particular way, or, or uh, um, uh, and they lose their ability to to be free, um, and and that's the price that is paid when we. Um, I think when we construct our own system, which we think is for our benefit, but actually ends up um, turning us into slaves, slaves of our own feeling. So on that rather depressing uh, <laughs> point, I, I'd like to just, yeah, don't, don't, don't cry. Don't I won't cry. cry. <laughs> um, uh, I it's all coming true. A, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to I'd like to finish with with uh, Ezekiel the pro, the prophet Ezekiel God talking through the prophet Ezekiel because um, that uh, you, you know I, I don't believe that's the future of humanity to become enslaved to our own feelings and to the 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 slavery of the more powerful over the the others I don't think that is a future for us yeah I don't think God will allow that and I, I want to uh, just put this this is a prophecy coming from. The prophet Ezekiel, who's is, is quite something. Um, this is Ezekiel chapter 36. Uh, God speaking, I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses and from your idols I will cleanse you. A new heart I will give you and a new spirit I'll put within you. And I will take out of your flesh the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinances. You shall dwell in the land which I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. And that's God's promise to us.
and and that's the hope that we that we have even in the midst of difficult times. And um, I, I think I'll finish here, but just I'll apologise to C.S. Lewis for that terrible uh, <laughs> <laughs> dismemberment I did of his wonderful work. It's a great book. It's only about 56 pages, something like that, and it's well worth uh, reading. You it's, get it, on, it online. It's definitely well worth reading. I think every every young person in the world needs to read and digest it and study it and take it in and realise wow it is i mean considering it was written a hundred a hundred years ago he was on the button with all of that wasn't he yeah yeah absolutely even talking about contraception what just you know Mm. that's unbelievable (laughs) but we have hope yep we have hope Yes. So, so we, do we will go from not here? fear. <laughs> we will choose joy. Ha! See, I knew that was yeah, yeah. And 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 I could I could say that, that that last thing you said. We we choose we choose who we believe. We choose the the how we what we stand on. Um, yeah. and we don't we can't prove where we are. Uh, we're necessarily making the best choice, but we're, we're trying to make the best choice we can have, have for ourselves. But we choose, and we choose who we believe in, and that's that, that's the critical uh, thing I, I think in all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Father Stefan, thank you. So, the book "Abolition of the Abolition of Man" by C.S. Lewis. Get it if you can. Read it. Take it in. Make notes and share it, I think. Very, very good, important book, especially for our times now. And um, I've appreciated everything that you said. Thank you very much. I um, I will I continue to read it. I have to read it on my phone. I haven't actually got a hard copy. So that's probably another reason why I didn't get to finish reading it because on tiny little writing. But get the book, everyone. It's a great book, definitely. You can um, download it, it's fine. You can, yeah, easy to access and, um, yeah, great. Thank you very much, Father Stefan. Um, maybe a, a okay. short final blessing for our for our listeners sure. this evening. Sure, thank you. Uh, thank you, Lord, for your blessing towards us. We pray for, for us all, for those in any kind of trouble uh, or difficulty, for those who are searching and, and want to find the truth, uh, may they may may they be inspired by our, your Holy Spirit, Lord, to 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 keep searching, uh, and uh, we ask God's blessing on all here and on all those who have asked for our prayers. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Stephen. Thank you. Ah, God bless you. God bless. <laughs>